0: Religious sanity episode eighty-three. Back with Pastor Andrew. What
1: do you got for us?
0: And we need to talk about religious insanity, really, Peter. Yes, uh, because uh, I gave it some time now uh, to just get my head around it, and and so on. Even though in this church we made a statement for clergy right after Dobbs was adopted, that ruling right. which overruled Roe v. Wade. Yes. Uh, uh, ruling and uh, I can read it actually here. Yeah, I think that it, it is um, so clergy of the Baptist Presbyterian Church are without uh, reservation pro-choice the Supreme Court's ruling which overturned half a century of reproductive autonomy so-called Roe v. Wade will negatively affect the lives of millions of women and girls, especially those in marginalized communities. We adamantly reject any notion that laws, courts and judges should have power over the bodily autonomy of women. It is no one's right to limit and control a woman's personal and medical reproductive decisions. As people of faith, we must refuse and actively resist any attempts to use religion as a pretext for undermining and destroying fundamental human rights. So this was our statement now something like a month ago. And um, it's concerning. And and this is the position of the Presbyterian Church. Not necessarily taking positions on, you know, whether there is a fetal life or not or whatever. But really taking it pragmatically and saying, uh, this is so sensitive, so personal, so... Uh, difficult to morally negotiate for yeah. anyone and least of all for courts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just just imagine a yeah. uh, police yeah. officer coming and starting investigating. And we are hearing now after this month that that is actually happening, you know. And, and then the courts are the least suited in doing these kind of decisions. It does not belong to courts. Right. You know, if you think, you know, how, how long did it take to get Bannon to a court? Yeah. Half a year yeah. or more. You, you know, and these are things which need to be done within the biological, with the biological clock ticking. Yeah. And. And in in multiple cases across the nation, yeah, and and courts and police and investigators and attorneys and so on, they are not properly suited in making these kind of decisions, and uh, it's it's insane, yeah. <laughs> and we are seeing that insanity right now, yeah, and people are already starting to suffer for it,
1: and this is literally religion or people's perverted interpretation of religion that is making this insane.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, there are absolutistic bigoted positions. But beyond that, it's, it's inhumane. And, and ideology, perverted Christianity ideology is pushed down the throats of the society. And that is, if, if I understand Jesus's teaching, that was the main thing he objected against. Besides the Roman occupation, you know, an abuse of hard power and brutal power against his own people. But besides that was collusion or participation of religious authorities in doing this forcing people abusing and misusing religion to yeah. keep people in slavery force them to act morally say you, you know and and morality cannot be instilled this way it it leads into slavery yeah and uh, so <sighs> It's, it's it's just really troubling. So we took immediately action. We are supporting all the organizations or many of the organizations which are trying to provide some relief to it. Uh, uh, I'm personally, uh, since Trump became president, uh, became a member of uh, ACLU. And so ACLU is uh, taking... His, or uh, synchronizing with other similar organizations, you know, and, and, and trying to uh, stop some of the in, insane laws in some states and, and, and so on. Uh, but uh, our congregation also, supporting organizations, we just had a giving network, uh, supporting organizations which are trying to just help those desperate women in, in the time of great need. Uh, And I'm really offended also by by, uh, the sloppiness in which uh, Supreme Court did that. Yeah. Because it's an utter chaos. Now every single state has its own ideas and all uh, own rules, strict or less strict, but not only that, they are uh, Trying to enforce it, uh, like uh, in Texas, through that vigilante law. Yeah. In the Supreme Court, they could act much better, even if they wanted to k- k- say the, make it stricter. Yeah, <laughs> they could say, and the states have a right to establish uh, county-based uh, committees which will supervise this procedure mm-hmm. based upon the medical and ethical and religious principles. Say. Mm-hmm. But ruling the way they did, they created such a chaos. And closest example to, to this uh, situation in which we are right now is really the that situation with slavery. Mm. Because you had uh, slave states and you have right. free states, right? And uh, until there was that law which uh, obligated uh, the free states to return the the slaves back, uh, there was this kind of uh, complete chaos in uh, y- y- mm-hmm. you know uh, how the law applies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and and this is the similar yeah. situation here. Uh, you know, you have some state, states which are uh, anti-abortion yeah. altogether, and and they are even trying to uh, curtail the travel for abortion to another <laughs> states. And that's what I'm meaning by by uh, you know parallel here. To, to that uh, slave yeah. period, because th- that was exactly... Slaves were crossing the borders across, and r- trying to run uh, away. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, came the federal law, which uh, insisted that even the free states would uh, capture and return the slaves back. Uh, and then, of course, they were trying to avoid it, uh, or they were like locking them away the so that they can escape. <laughs> Yeah, and I know it because, you know, there the, were the riots say, in Syracuse when the slave got captured there and and, and the people came and liberated that slave <laughs> and so on and so forth. Uh, so uh, and, and all of that is happening. And back then you, you had uh, slave states and free states. Now you have all this mismatch of, of different right. uh, laws. Uh, and, right. and, and, and so on, uh, with exemptions and without exemptions. Right. And, uh, and, you almost
1: and, have to study up on a whole big legal document before you even know what you're actually, what kind of crime you're committing. And, and
0: by helping them, <laughs> yeah. uh, helping yeah. desperate women uh, say, uh, you might be criminalized. Right. You know, uh, you can certainly be criminalized on a territory of the state where the law is but what is the situation if you live in a non- different state mm-hmm. for instance mm-hmm. or cross the border mm-hmm. or are you you are supporting this uh, trans-border travel and then you go to visit someone on in that state where you are trying people to escape from mm-hmm. and so on what I, what will be the rule of law in this kind of situation it's just completely chaotic yeah. you know why not if you really 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 want to curtail the uh the amount of abortions uh in a society or something like that the best would be really to create these boards county-based you know or so that they can be easily accessed composed of I hate to call it, but experts say, you, you know, yeah. like having their one lawyer, having their uh, three uh, uh, gynecologists, yeah. uh, having their an ethicist. Like we have boards right. of that kind.
1: What, what would have to happen? A woman would have to go before the board and, and describe that, the that, situation? That
0: has, been, that has been the situation in uh, some states around the world until it was uh, relaxed. You know, but if you want to, realize, yeah, and and that giving, would be you're saying
1: that would be the first step. That that would be like the a... first
0: sane step, yeah, because that can happen relatively quickly, right? And 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 safely, yeah, with uh, the chance for. And I'm not advocating for it. No, I, I, I was, was against that uh, under communism because this was the communist uh, way of uh, dealing with that. Mm-hmm. That they simply created the boards which they were then supervising abortions right you know and it was relaxed uh, still under communism they realized that it was not working either uh, you know so yeah. i think that it was relaxed something like 1985 and communism collapsed four years later you know or something like that uh, the biggest slump in the number of uh, really abortions in in communist countries They were steadily growing up, Okay, uh, abortions. As soon as the communism collapsed, uh, good modern contraception became more available and the lives of people suddenly greatly expanded and opened, exploded, possibilities of travel, possibilities of education and all sorts of, uh, you know, fulfillment in life. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it crashed, it went down like a stone in a pond, mm. the number of abortions, See now. E- everywhere Yeah. there. And uh, throughout the communist Central Europe and, and Eastern Europe mm. uh, with opening of the windows and doors and, and opening of the society uh, mm. and it can be easily documented. So opportunities, possibilities, fulfillment of life is the best protection against that. Uh, Availability and uh, education in contraception and and, and so on. Another very good uh, tool against that. but, but returning back, if they really, really like are so possessed with l- limiting it by some administrative tool or whatever, this would be the, <laughs> the most sensible and reasonable yeah. tool out of what, not this complete chaos. Because now you have, people are scared and some of those laws, they're specifically written. To, to scare people, yeah. to, to, to scare them from providing help, providing suggestions and, and so on, uh, even to scare doctors. And, and we know that it is happening. There are simply women who traveled to have the procedure elsewhere. Then they return have some complication and the emergency rooms or doctors don't want to treat them. Mm-hmm. And that is actually against the law because emergency rooms should treat regardless. That's the federal right. law. Right. And, and it's an Hippocratic right. oath also that, that, you know, if you are a doctor and you see someone in serious distress, mm-hmm. it is your moral obligation to do something about mm-hmm. it. And not to say, oh, go back where you had the procedure. Because that might be too late. Right. That person can bleed to death. Right. And and, and you know, this, this just drives me crazy. And this is caused by those morons on Supreme Court. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm calling them that way. Those are bigoted morons.
1: Yeah. This is the dream of a lot of morons.
0: They are brainwashed, yes. yes yeah. yeah. There are people who got brainwashed, who got uh, simply ideologically uh, skewed in their thinking. And uh, but uh, returning back for me, really, you know, I have my own, uh, say, biological, ethical, theological understanding. Right. That's one thing. Right. But besides that, I have this pragmatic observation. Right. And by their action, the the way they did that, they created this complete chaos. Yeah, which is hurting so many and yeah. so unnecessarily that it is just uh, it's it's painful to observe, and it'll continue. You know.
1: It, it, so what you're basically saying is, it's it's so odd that people so supposedly smart. Mm-hmm cannot understand the havoc that this is causing like you're saying we're, we're a complex pro-choice mm-hmm. people you know we have a, we have a certain leaning toward life as a private uh, uh belief mm-hmm. and just like they might have that they grow mm-hmm. up like that they're teaching their kids that but the idea of ruling in a certain way about it
0: and, and enforcing, a, enforcing, enforcing it enforcing by law, it. yeah, by law, you know, and using the machinery of state to enforce it, and and the least uh, least suited machinery of the state. It it is like you know uh, to to me it is like saying oh we are going to kill mosquitoes with cannons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, frankly. Yeah. Uh, yeah which is then creating such an of course you can kill mosquito yeah. with at the at least canines. we got the
1: mosquitoes wait my house is gone but the mosquitoes <laughs> are gone though yeah also
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and, and this is this is this is that kind of uh you know similitude which uh, that they are really creating a major havoc you know and and, and as I said you know that there could be differences in in opinions and this tells you why I am calling them bigots because bigots are usually people who are just transfixed with one single idea one single cause and they are unable or unwilling to think about consequences and everything around it they don't have a measure by which they can compare what is happening elsewhere around that kind of one decision oh, yeah. or something yeah. like that. And and that, that is the most painful thing here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If Bible, if, if faith teaches us anything, it is this moderation or balancing and contrabalancing because, you know, we talked about it a number of times, Bible is a dialogue of course, you can find there uh, certain maximalistic statements in one direction, but then you find there a maximalistic statements in another way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that kind of dialogue is balancing itself mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. And in a similar way I think it is in religion. Of course, you have even within the churches, even even among the theologians, you have people who are of one persuasion. But then you have those others who are of a different persuasion and they are trying to find some kind of a compromise or meet uh, or build the communities around that. Mm-hmm. That is the role of denominations. That is the role of mm, churches. hmm you have communities of people, not everyone is on the same page, absolutely. Yeah, you know, right. but, but, you know, we find a way of living together. But this is like, you know, one extreme taking over. And as I said, you know, forcing it down your throat. Right, right. right. And uh, eventually it will not work. Right, right. But at the same time, there'll be so much suffering around it. And it already is. Uh, yeah. It's it's just painful to observe, and you, you know these judges they should know better. One would assume that they are humanistically educated people. You right. know that's the right. substance of studying law. <laughs> right. And if if they are humanistically educated people, then they should be aware of exactly what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. You know about. Mm-hmm. The, the balancing the the spectrum of possibilities. Right. That's why we wrote that last paragraph there. That you know, religion should not be used to erode uh, basic human rights. Yeah. And one of the basic human rights is that uh, that we all uh, have freedom of worshiping God the way we want. Yeah. And uh, or not worshiping God, for instance, yeah. that that's the religious freedom, and that is also for us a call to resist, as as uh, truly uh, well, how do uh, liberal that? Christians. Yeah, we have to resist this thing in every possible way, and we will, and we already are. How could we, How do we do it though? Oh, we we are starting to support uh, pro-choice organizations. We are uh, creating networks of people who can help desperate people Mm. uh, to receive procedures uh, and so on and so forth. There are very many ways of of doing it. That's taking uh, care of the practical impacts of this illegal law. We are uh, bonding together and advocating for choice in places where it is now, for instance, a uh, matter of referendum. So we are writing to voters in Kansas uh, asking them to vote for choice yeah. and alerting, alerting them that that is on, on the ballot there. And we can do it because this is not advocating for any specific uh, candidate. This is uh, advocating for a cause. Right. This, this, this setup makes it possible even for religious organizations to step in that, that whole law by, by scaring people and so on is jeopardizing the health and, uh, lives of so many people. Yes. But, uh, also bringing so much suffering and, and danger uh, by making uh, these procedures less medically safe yeah
1: i think a good thing to leave with is the idea that this place in this current land we live in hmm. is both it literally a sanctuary yes and and Virtually a sanctuary, and it's and, it, and uh, more than a sanctuary, a, a hub of help. Yes. In, yeah. this, in these yeah, times.
0: I already have uh, women in, in, in my congregation who went through that procedure, yeah. some of them, and who are offering their guest rooms Amazing. for those who might uh, need a, a space. Yeah. And y- people can contact uh, me. Uh, there is something as uh, uh, respect to privacy, talking to a pastor. Uh, and uh, so people can contact me and we can match them with, uh, with our volunteers who then can help. Uh, our deacons uh, might be available for accompanying people for procedures or picking up from a procedure. and and so on. So we can do that. Uh, We have also uh, some financial resources for complementing or helping with uh, travel expenses and so on. That's uh, like uh, do it yourself uh, on on a very low scale. But then besides that, we are really supporting large organizations which are doing more or less the same thing. Uh, now and trying to create networks across the nation uh, of, of uh, similarly uh, mm. inclined people who are trying to help those who are in desperate situation.
1: We need to mobilize. Mm. RutgersChurch.org. Thank you for Thank bringing this.